Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast, following on from the second one day international of the series, 
between India and the West Indies in Ahmedabad. It was the second match with India having won the first three-match series. So if India were victorious, they would therefore uh, take this series. And that is the case. They've ended up winning this game by 44 runs. The West Indies won the toss and invited India to bat. They batted first and put 237 for nine on the board from their 50 overs. Surakamai Yadav top scored with 64. Kale Rahul, 49. A couple of other batsmen getting to 20s. Washington Sundar, 24. Deepak Huda, 29 with the ball for the West Indies. Two apiece for Alzari Joseph and Odin Smith. Kimar Roach, Jason Holder, Kiel Hussain and Fabian Allen all getting one apiece. So 238 the target for the West Indies but they weren't able to get past 200 in the end. Bowled out for 193 with four overs to spare. The top scorer, Shamar Brooks with 44. Akil Hussain weighed in with 34. Shea Hope, 27. Odin Smith, a very entertaining 24 down the order as they were bowled out, as I say, for 193. Shadow Takor took two for 41. Let's hear from him now. Uh, if one of the batsmen plays well and if uh, he's able to create that partnership and lug out two, three shots, then, you know, game can go really close. So, yes, uh, we, we were thinking, like, what to bowl to him, uh, especially the new guy. Uh, he hit good good shots and, yes, in the end, it, it went well for us. Was there a thought on how best to use the two or the, the, the overs left from the off-spinner? I mean, you know Rohit well. Were you sort of aware of what his thinking was about? Uh, I think fast bowlers were bowling really well today and there was something in the pitch. Uh, all three seamers, myself, Prasid and Siraj, we were extracting something from the pitch. So the idea was to get wickets. If we are able to get a wicket up front, then you know in the end, like it happened today, one wicket falls and suddenly the game goes away from the batting team. So that's what happened and you know that's what even Rohit was thinking to attack with fast bowlers and get uh, as many wickets as, as quickly. Prasida Krishna uh, was the most successful bowler. Shadow to court, two for 41 from uh, nine, as I say. Prasid Krishna, four for 12 from his uh, nine overs uh, for India. Mohamed Siraj, Yasvendra Chahal, uh, Washington Sunder and Deepak Huda all taking a wicket apiece in that. So, uh, yes, West Indies win by 44 runs and lead the series 2-0. Delighted to say the former England fast bowlers Steve Harmison and Jay Dernbacher with myself, Andrew McKenna, on uh, following on uh, following that game. Uh, well, Steve... Interesting uh, what um, Shadow Takor was talking about there, that um, Rohit Sharma wanted to attack with the seamers, and he was certainly able to do that. Yeah, the seamers seemed to get, obviously, a lot more out of the surface if you hit the pitch hard in around that good length. It was just that tennis ball bounce. It was actually a bit more like Barbados than it was you normally get a wicket in, in, the, in, the, in India or the subcontinent. I thought it would, it would be a perfect test pitch. I really, I think uh, I'd love to have seen a test match played on that surface because I think if you got in, you could use the the bounce and you know, especially if you've got more time to play. But also as a a, a bowler, you could you could hit a good area with slips and men round the bat. Um, there was always something seemed to be happening, um, and I thought all the seamers in the game really bowled effectively into the surface. I thought Krishna was the one that was India's best uh, India's best bowler. Um, and Alzari Joseph, he, I thought he bowled eight perfect overs at the start. I think he had eight, eight, eight overs 
one for 14 or two for 14 at one point. Um, and Odin Smith got two two very, very valuable wickets. So I think all in all, from a Seamus point of view, it was a good surface to bowl on. From a batsman's point of view, I thought it was more obviously more challenging, more difficult. I just thought the West Indies just kept losing wickets at wrong times and were always just behind the game when it comes to the wicket wicket uh, wicket column. I think runs-wise, they were always in with a shout, but they always seemed to be one of their better players in the hutch when you were thinking the next development of the game was is coming along. Um, for If you weren't with us right at the start of the game, uh, no uh, Kyron Pollard for the West Indies today. He picks up a bit of a niggle, so Kyron uh, Pollard missed out on that. Nicholas Poran was captain. Odin Smith came into the side. As we mentioned earlier on, Jay Dernbach, obviously Odin Smith gives you some great power down the order. But were there maybe the West Indies lacking a middle-order batsman? They just needed one more. They felt like they got to the all-rounders a little bit too early for them, particularly with sort of two or three going down in a bit of a clump. Yeah, certainly. I think that's a great point. I think that was sort of the difference in the sense of West Indies would have been very happy at the halfway stage, having bowled India out for 238. The reason why India managed to get to that score was they had two players in the middle order who got them there, KL Rahul, Surakama Yadav played beautifully, just knocked it around, absorbed the pressure, rebuilt. And even though India weren't able to kick on at the end, they still had enough runs on the board to post a target. What happened, unfortunately, for the West Indies is, as Harmi was saying, they kept losing wickets continuously, and they never really had that partnership in the middle. OK, we had Akil Hussain who came in towards the end and got some runs, but he faced 54 deliveries and didn't really have anyone who went with him. And Odin Smith... He's one of those players who he's either going to come off or he isn't. He's not really going to be able to manufacture an innings from that point. So I think, essentially, that middle-over partnership is probably where the West Indies lost it. I mean, just looking at the numbers, India hit two sixes in their 50 overs. The West Indies have hit seven. Um, they, they, India have hit more fours. They hit 20 to West Indies 11. I, I guess, Harmi, what we're saying is there is it's almost like we're getting sort of T20 cameos from, from the West Indian players. It just needs to be elongated out a little bit to, to, to give them that sort of consistency over the course, four or 50 over match. Yeah, and that happens a lot. And I think a lot of criticism from the West Indian batting department is more or less that top order or that the sort of the middle order not being able to find a scoring rate which is compatible with the game but also working out when the boundary needs to be hit and when it, it it comes around. And just to go a little bit further on that, the partnership point, of, you know, the, the partnership, the highest partnership from India was 95. The highest partnership from from uh, from the West Indies was 48. That's the difference between winning and losing the game. Two players in, getting themselves established, going on, putting a partnership together and setting their team up the middle the middle to lower middle order in a position to advance the game when it comes to the right time, where, unfortunately, losing wickets at the right at the wrong time, the West Indies were never being able to build that partnership. And, you know, the, the, the difference is 95 from India's point of view and 48 from the West Indies tells the tale of the difference between the you know the outcome of the game. 44 runs that that done it. So that is something that the West Indies are trying to learn. I know that for a fact because you know, listening to Phil Simmons talking about how that batting unit gets better, I think it's it's not about the power middle and lower middle order. It's about putting themselves in a position to utilise that power the best they possibly can. Yeah, I mean, the West Indies have actually lost the last four wickets for 34 
in 44 balls. But that's that's not the issue, is it? Because it was actually the lower order that got them as close as they did in the first place, which is the point you're making, Harmy. Yeah, and that, that's happened time after time. And I think that's the frustrating thing that a lot of the TV commentators from the West Indies have been talking about. We are How do we get ourselves in 50-over cricket with 20 overs to go, three wickets down in such a position to to then go and get nine, ten and over off the last off the last twelve overs, fifteen overs, and put ourselves in a position where we get above par score. How many times do we hear commentators talk about West Indian cricket this year? Well they're gonna to have to bowl well because they're just slightly below par when it comes to batting first. And that's the challenge that West Indies have got at this minute in time. We've seen it in the shorter format in twenty twenties, not long ago out in the Caribbean where you said there were a few runs short and then all of a sudden crash, bang, wallop, the bottom, the last five overs have gone bang, but they still end up 10, 15 runs short of a game and they lose, they lose it comfortably. And I think that's just happened again today. In terms of the West Indies, Jade, uh, they've now lost their last 10 one-day internationals away from home, uh, genuine away games. Their last win was actually in India, uh, in Chennai, back in December 2019 how do they make that step then is it a case of sticking with this group of players and just saying look we have to see see where this takes us or i mean does it look like there's enough in this group of players for you there's certainly enough with this group of players the talent's there to be seen by all i think you've got to look at sometimes you've got to look at your senior players certainly in games like that the likes of darren bravo i know today we thought he might have been a tad bit unlucky to be given out with the outside edge but it's players like him Nicholas Puran who's played a lot of cricket now to be able to weather the storm and take the game deep you know we, we it's all too often we see the likes of Nicholas Puran scoring hundreds of 50 odd balls or 60 balls and we lay plaudits on on these players but it's actually sometimes as Harmi will attest it's these scrappy games when you're chasing the 220s the 230s can you go in there and get me a 50 60 off 100 balls or, or 80 balls to take the team over the line. Those are the sorts of things West Indian cricketers need to see. I think we can see all the flashy stuff. We know they've got pace. We know they can hit sixes. Can you do the ugly stuff? Well, let's hear what the captain made of it. Nicholas Poran is speaking with Murali Kartik. Really up. We're at 49. Um, 39 to over was very crucial for us with Fabian and Akilu um, getting out there. It seems like a similar pattern. Uh, how do you think the batsman or the team can, can arrest this slide or stop this from happening again and again? Um, the more cricket we play together, um, hopefully you know, it helps, helps us as batsmen. I think we just need to you know, continue to back our skills, continue to be aggressive and you know, build on confidence. Uh, what's the state of Karen Pollard? Is he, is he going to be fine for the final game? Yeah, he's a tough guy. He's a big guy. He'll be fine, I'm sure. And your words on what Udin Smith did today with the ball and with the bat? Yeah, um, obviously special as well. Um, he's a strong guy. He runs up on ball 145 and he smashes it. As far as anyone, you know, he's very young. You know, he's a bit in- inexperienced, but the more games he play and gain that experience, and, you know, the sky's the limit for him. The series gone. What can we expect from uh, your West Indian side for the final game? Um, you know, definitely coming out and playing hard again. You know, you saw with the ball today, we obviously, you know, we did a really good job, um, wonderful job, well bowled to them. So you know, hopefully in the last game, we could come out and execute our skills again as a bowling unit. And, you know, hopefully with the bats, we could, you know, put some partnerships together. You know, hopefully we can get some big runs and get a victory. 
Thanks for the time and see you in a couple of evenings. Thank you. Thanks for the chat. Cheers. Nicholas Puran speaking with uh, Murali Kartik. Murali Kartik looking like he's auditioning for a part in the next Kingsman film uh, with a very nice trilby. <laughs> uh, I've never seen a, a man do a post-match presentation with a trilby on before, but that's Murali Kartik for you. Uh, so, Harmi, we, we heard um, Nicholas Puran there saying they're going to be coming out hard for the uh, final uh, match of this series. There was definitely an improvement from game one to game two today. Uh, we mentioned earlier on that uh, having to fly from the Caribbean and only a couple of days before this series started, uh, they didn't have much of a way to actually get their feet on the ground, the West Indies. Um, look, the series is gone, and so some people would say it was, it's hollow, whatever they do in the third game. But they need an improvement. They need something tangible out of this series. That means winning the third game if they can, doesn't it? No, the third game is as important, if not more important now than than the last two yes the series is gone but the plan for you know world you know the, the ranking points in in the ODI championship and they don't want to go through the qualifying stage like they had to go through to get into um I think it was England or yeah was it was it the England qualifying stage for the 2019 World Cup or the last the last World Cup that they qualified for they don't want to have to go through that so you get points for winning games so that is just as important in the next game how can how can they get better? Yes, Karen Pollard will come in and give them a little bit more guidance in that middle order and stability in the middle order. They might have to change one of the batters up top, take some responsibility because when you look at it, Jason Holder played a lot of, and I, I've, I think the world of Jason Holder, I think he's a fantastic, not only a fantastic cricketer, he's a good man as well. He's played a poor shot for a senior player. You look at Darren, yeah, Darren Bravo, like Jade mentioned, he was, yeah, he was unlucky. But, you know, the sub-story of Darren Bravo just keeps going on. And Brooks, even though he's relatively inexperienced, he's got 44 runs there, looking not too badly, got himself over a difficult period and just chipped one up in the air. And that's the difference. That's the difference between how India have getting over the line and, and, India, and the West Indies fallen too short. They are in a rebuild. Their top six hasn't got, a player like what the, the top nations have got, like a world, world-class player. Puran's good, but he's not world-class as a Babar Azam, a Virat Kohli, a Steve Smith, you know, Joe Root, that bats really well in, in one day national cricket. They're probably one world-class batsman in the top six short. And because of that, they need to work a lot harder as a unit to try and get the bowlers and a chance to win games. Jay Dernbach, um, just some final thoughts on you then. So we're going to come down to a final game on Friday. We'll be back on just before 7.30 Friday morning. be interesting to see what India do because they've got a, quite an enlarged squad of players because they had the COVID issues coming into this series. Um, Guy Cobb was the only man of that squad who wasn't available for today. So they, they could change it around a little bit more for uh, Friday with, with that in mind. Or do they go foot on the throat and say, no, thank you very much. We're going for 3-0. I'd be, I'd be surprised if they didn't change their side. It's a great opportunity to have a look at some other players. On the flip side of that, again, it's another great opportunity for the West Indies to bounce back. There's still some T20 cricket to be played. And as we know, it's always important to try and take as much momentum as possible into the remaining fixtures. There's certainly some young fellas in that side who want to cement their place. The likes of Shamar Brooks, Odin Smith for that matter. You know, where they're going to, you know, as we say, Pollard's probably going to come back into the side. After Smith's performance, it's going to be hard to drop him. So who else is going to who's going to who's going to leave that side? Is it going to be the likes of Darren Bravo? Are we going to see a mix-up in the top of the order, as we said, because we can't keep seeing the same things from the West Indies if they want to move forward and build and progress 
we're going to have to start seeing some different things from them. Gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been an absolute blast for the last however many hours. We'll do it all again on Friday morning with you just before 7.30 in time for the toss. So India have got the series already in the bag, but there are still vital points for the uh, one-day international championship still to play for. It means there are no dead rubbers anymore in international cricket. That third game is coming your way on Friday morning here on TalkSport 2. And we're about to get underway for the uh, second one-day. To uh, Rohit Sharma, who's edged and caught behind. Bit more bounce. What a wicket for the West Indies that is. Strong and it's short and it's straight up in the air and I... And that is going to be caught as midwicket comes around. Jason Holder takes an easy catch. This could be out. That's out. That's a caught behind, and it is. Opiate Smith again. He's got this on a length, and Virat Kohli's tried to hit this, and it's just moved away, and it is caught behind. And it's edged and dropped. Oh Shea Hofer's just uh, dropped. Kel Rahul. Kel Rahul, square drives. will be uh, fielded out on the boundary by a killer. So, oh, no, it's going to be a run out. Kel Rahul and Surakumar Yadav have gone in a terrible mix-up and Kel Rahul's been run out. That is Surakumar's 50. He's disappointed, actually, because he really thought he deserved more than just one there. Struggled when he came out, but everyone was struggling at that point. I think he's been the pick of India's batters, though. Down on one knee. It's a top edge and it's caught at short fine leg and Abhishek Junjanwala has called it completely and Surakumar Yadav has perished. Washington Sundar down the pitch using his feet and chips it to Avzari Joseph at long on and is caught. Short, wide, slashed away by Huda, and he's out. So after all that, Nick's ball's out anyway, and the number 11's going to be coming in. And they've decided not to run at all, and that is it. 237 for nine. It's gone in and he's got an edge. Brandon King has had a big waft off the back foot of that. And Krishna, third ball of his spell, takes the wicket. Umpire Nitin Menon has given it not out. Now, there's a big conversation from the DRS committee of the Indian side and Rohit Sharma is going to review. Well, the third umpire has said to Nitin Menon, you need to overturn that as there was a spike. Bravo will go. Here's the slog sweep and he's out. I thought Hope hit that pretty well. I reckon they might have moved long on just a couple of feet squarer after the shot he played before. He's got an edge, he's got a third wicket. He has Poran. Poran goes for nine. Krishna has three for four. Shadow goes in, it's a short ball, Jason Holder, high on the bat. It's looped out onto the leg side. Catch will be taken. Back over the bowler's head goes the batsman, but he doesn't get all of it. And Shamar Brooks' innings is over. Siraj in again, short, wide, and Fabian Allen, has he got an edge? Yeah, I think he has, and he's caught behind. He's hit this straight up in the air, and he's out. Short at the body, he tried to work this. It gets harder for the West Indies, I'm not sure they can come back from this. Final ball of the over as the fireworks are starting. Fireworks have started for Odin Smith. Swung into the leg side, he's got it high. He's not got the distance, and the catch will be taken. That's full, in front of the stumps, takes Roach on the pad. LBW is given, Roach goes for a duck, and the West Indies are bowled out for 193. And it means the West Indies are beaten India win by 44 runs and they go 2-0 up in this three-match series. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. 
With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 